And now, the Millennial Update featuring your host, Kenzie Tim. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Millennial Update. Now, some of you may have noticed that I did not come out with a new episode on our regular drop date. We usually come out late Thursday evening, early Friday morning. So, there's a reason, I promise, there's a reason behind my madness. I wanted to wait because... This episode, we are coming to you live from the second city itself, Chicago. So welcome to this very special edition of the Millennial Update. Um, It's very special to me because, as many of you know, Chicago is rich with comedic history, especially with the second city residing in North Chicago. It has produced many of Saturday Night Live's greats, such as John Belushi, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Chris Farley, Dan Aykroyd, as well as many other comedic geniuses such as Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell. So, let's get this party started, shall we? So we start this segment of the rundown off with yet an additional White House firing. Everyone's shocked, right? Trump announced the Veteran Affairs Director David Shulkin's firing via Twitter, as well as Andrew McCabe, the second-in-command at the FBI. CNN shares the following stories. McCabe says his firing was part of a wider effort to discredit the FBI and the Mueller investigation. He says he was singled out because of events he witnessed in the aftermath of the firing of FBI Director James Comey. Trump uh, and Jeff Sessions uh, have been attacking Andrew McCabe. They're probably worried that McCabe could be a very key supporting witness uh, to possible obstruction of justice charges uh, or any other wrongdoing by Trump in handling the Russia inquiry. Huh. Interesting, don't you think? I know I've talked about this in previous episodes before, but he really is firing anyone and everyone who could possibly incriminate him. In what world is that okay to do? Shulkin is being replaced with the White House doctor. Yes, the very same man who has to give President Trump his physicals. I can understand it on one hand. I, too, would want a raise or a promotion of some sort. If I had to hold Donald Trump's scrotum, I either want more than $130,000 or a promotion. Just saying. Just trying to be truthful with you. McCabe and Trump have always not seen eye to eye, really ever since the Comey firing. Take a listen to this next little clip to kind of give a taste of what their relationship looked like. Trump demanded to know why Comey was allowed to fly home on an FBI plane after he had been fired, these people said. McCabe told the president he hadn't been asked to authorize Comey's flight, but if anyone had asked, he would have approved it. The president was silent for a moment, then turned on McCabe. Quote, ask your wife how it feels to be a loser, Trump said. McCabe replied, okay, sir. Trump hung up the phone. McCabe says his firing was part of a wider effort to discredit the FBI and the Mueller investigation. He says he was singled out because of events he witnessed in the aftermath of the firing of FBI Director James Comey. Trump uh, and Jeff Sessions uh, have been attacking Andrew McCabe. They are probably worried that McCabe could be a very key supporting witness uh, to possible obstruction of justice charges uh, or any other wrongdoing by Trump in handling the Russia inquiry. Literally, Trump just attacked him and asked him to ask his wife what losing was like. Holy shit. Not only is that super disrespectful, but it's also kind of funny in a very immature, like, Jersey Shore way. It's like, yeah, ask your wife where I've been, or ask your wife how I am, blah, 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 blah. You know, stuff like that. But golly gee, (laughs) that's just so bad. Question. 
why do they even call it breaking news anymore? I just don't understand. Trump does this so often and on such a regular basis that I feel as I should almost make it a weekly segment on this podcast. I could call it maybe, hmm, who got canned? Either way, I could make a great little sound effect with it too, like with Trump's apprentice catchphrase, you fired. You fired. Update on the Stormy Daniels case. Pardon the pun, but things are looking a little bit gloomy for Trump and his lawyer, Michael Cohen. Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, went on 60 Minutes to talk to Anderson Cooper to tell her side of the story. She told Cooper that she had been threatened by a stranger and feared for her life if she went public with the affair. Cooper asked her, why now? Why speak out now? Here's what Daniels had to say. I mean, aren't you taking a big risk? I am. I guess I'm not 100% sure on why you're doing this. Because it was very important to me to be able to defend myself. Is part of talking wanting to set the record straight? 100%. Why does the record need to be set straight? Um, Because people are just saying whatever they wanted to say about me. I was perfectly fine saying nothing at all. But I'm not okay with being made out to be a liar or people thinking that I did this for money. And people are like, oh, you're an opportunist. You're taking advantage of this. Yes, I'm getting more job offers now. But tell me one person who would turn down a job offer making more than they've been making, doing the same thing that they've always done. Now, one thing is, honey, dear, darling, if you were so worried about defending your morals and being a moral human being, then why are you a porn star? It sounds really bad, I know, but our society criticizes porn stars harder than we do liars. It is more socially acceptable in our country to be a liar than to be a worker in the sex industry. Not that I think that way, but good lord. I mean, just look at how many crooked politicians we have. That just proves my point. Also, where the fuck are the Republicans that called for Clinton's impeachment because he had an extramarital affair? Oh, right. Yeah, they're probably just waiting in line to kiss Trump's ass. Pucker up, bitches. Even one Republican representative was being quoted as he does not see any reason to not believe the two allegations. In other news, more changes are rolling out of the White House in the near future, this time on the next census. A controversial question will be reintroduced to the 2020 census. Sarah Sanders, White House press secretary, announced that the president will have the citizenship question put back on the questionnaire, even though it was taken off in the 1950s. Sanders went on a White House press briefing defending the president's choice and said it has always been there. Here's the clip. Look, this is uh, a question that's been included in every census since 1965, with the exception of 2010, uh, when it was removed. Uh, this is We've contained this question that's provided data that's necessary for the Department of Justice to protect voters, uh, and specifically to help us better comply with the Voting Rights Act, uh, which is something that is important and a part of this process. Uh, and again, this is something that has been part of the census uh, for decades and something that the Department of Commerce felt strongly needed to be included. Okay, folks. Does this not make any sirens go off for anybody else? Or is it just me? The next thing you know, non-citizens will have to wear specified patches and be pushed into immigrant-only ghettos. I'm just saying, but it feels really holocausty to me. That's all. Real quick, I just want to apologize to all my listeners who are Trump supporters. I really try to write material that is well-rounded, And not highly pointed, but man, this guy literally writes my material for me. 
So I'm sorry, but yet another Trump story. The fight over the Second Amendment indeed keeps raging on. Trump tweeted his thoughts on the issue, and here's what he had to say. Quote, unquote, the Second Amendment will never be repealed. All capitals, of course. As much as Democrats would like to see this happen, and despite the words yesterday of former Supreme Court Justice Stevens, no way. We need more Republicans in 2018 and must always hold the Supreme Court. Um, yeah, hi. It's me, Kinsey here, a Democrat who you like to villainize quite often. Uh, and I don't want to take your guns. I'm just saying some common sense gun laws would be really cool, man. Preventable mass shootings? Yeah, they're just not my thing. But I'm a millennial, so what the fuck would I know, right? Moving on, Laura Ingram criticized David Hogg, a Parkland shooting survivor, and mocked his college rejection letters. The kid has a 4.1, 4.2 GPA. Can she even fathom the work that goes into that? I would love to hear what her college GPA was and to see if she can even remotely stack up to what that kid has. Hogg answered back to Ingram's comments, calling for a boycott of her show in which several big-name advertisers pulled their support. Hogg isn't letting up either. Ingram has since issued an apology to which Hogg did not accept. Congrats to that dude, because he is metaphorically cunt-punting the shit out of Ingram's career right now. And here's the thing, he knows what he's doing. Take a listen to this. Live. David, great to see you as always. Nice to see you too. So listen, at our latest count, there's been seven advertisers that have pulled out of Laura Ingram's show after one tweet from you. I mean, it seems like you have a lot of power at the moment, and I'm just wondering how you feel about all this. I think it's great that corporate America is standing with me and the rest of my friends because when you come against any one of us, whether it be me or anybody else, you're coming against all of us. And I think it's important that we stand together as both corporate and civic America to take action against these people and show them that they cannot push us around, especially when we're all we're trying to do here is save lives. And when people try to distract like Laura's trying to do right now from what the real issue here is, which is gun violence in America, it's not only sad, it's just wrong. From a journalistic standpoint, I would say that she needs to be more objective and needs to stand down because I am not the issue here. The issue needs to be gun violence in America. But what she's trying to do is to distract from that. And I hate it. Listen, you know, she you know, she's a talk show host. She's she's not objective. I mean, her point isn't even to be objective. She has a particular position. She's a conservative. Um, but listen, after she, after the advertisers started pulling out, she did issue an apology to you. I'll read it to everyone. Any student should be proud of a 4.2 GPA, including David Hogg. On reflection, in the spirit of Holy Week, I apologize for any upset or hurt my tweet caused him or any of the brave victims of Parkland. For the record, I believe my show was the first to feature David immediately after that horrific shooting and even noted how poised he was given the tragedy. As always, he's welcome to return to the show anytime for a productive discussion. Do you accept her apology? No. She's only apologizing after a third of her advertisers pulled out, and I think it's really disgusting the fact that she basically tried promoting her show after apologi or apologizing to me. I think it's wrong, and I think if she really wants to do something, she could cover things like inner-city violence and the real issues that we have in America. I know she's a talk show host, but as such, she also has a responsibility to show both sides of the story, you know? Okay, now moving on to something a little bit more exciting in the pop culture world. Y'all, Roseanne is back. Yes, you heard me. This is not a test. Roseanne is back. You guys, I don't think you understand how excited I am about this. 
Where do you think I learned how to be a sarcastic, snarky bitch from? Oh yes, the woman herself, Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr and John Goodman will resume their roles as Roseanne and Dan Connors, as well as Sarah Gilbert, who played Darlene, Lori Metcalf, who played Jackie, Michael Fisherman, DJ, and Lacey Gorenson, who played Becky. And rumor has it that we will also get to see the wonderful Johnny Galecki, which I'm pretty excited about. Also new in pop culture this week, Jersey Shore is coming back for a reunion, so all of you little meatballs better get back into your GTL shape. For those of you who don't know what GTL means, you're not missing anything, but you're kind of missing something. Gym tanning laundry. That is the routine that they all stuck to, especially the men. The show premiered in 2009 and ran for seven seasons, following the lives of Nicole Snooky Pelosi, Mike The Situation Sorrentino, Ginny Jaywell Farley, Ronnie Ortiz Magro, Vinny Guadagnino, and Polly or Polly D. Del Vecchio. Oh, and we can't forget two other regulars, Sammy Sweetheart Giancola and Dina Nicole Cortese. This show produced a lot of the new slang and lingo that we still use today. For example, the word bromance, like between Polly D and Vinny, the whole GTL thing, like I was just talking about. And it also began this obsession that America had with the duck phone. You know, the phone that was in there that when it rang, it went whack, whack. It was really annoying if you ask me, but hey, who am I? And don't worry for all of you loyal fans out there, this season promises to be, or looks to be, just as big of a shit show as we all know and love. Don't believe me? Here, listen to the promo. I am a soon-to-be dad. Can't wait to see my friends. Let's do this. I love my children, but I never let loose. Dude, prison's no joke. It's scary. He's literally not gonna survive. Yeah. We are ring shopping. What? I feel like we're classy. Now. Well, kinda. Let the fist pumping begin. Motherhood has made me crazy. We are just loving each other and having a blast. We're like the hottest messes ever. MVP is back together. The situation has become the inspiration. As we age, we just get more delinquency. What's the word? (laughs) Oh my god, you reek of alcohol. Sounds like a jolly good time full of shenanigans, right? Also, don't forget to include that nostalgia in there, too. Well, that wraps it up for me for this edition of the Millennial Update and the Rundown. Sorry, it kind of ran together this evening, but there was just so much to talk about. And as always, I am your lovely and vulgar host, Mackenzie Timms. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Like what you hear? Be sure you subscribe to the podcast to receive updates and leave your comments, too. You can listen to the Millennial Podcast on several different services. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Blueberry, Stitcher, and even Google Play. You can also keep up with us on Facebook by searching The Millennial Update or on Twitter with The underscore Mill underscore Update. Or you can always use the hashtag, hashtag TMU. You can also email us at the Millennial Update 
at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for your listenership, and we look forward to hearing from you.